Kedua Fuggy. What's your name? Master asked, and sat up straight. He filled the armchair, his thick hair that stood high on his head, his muscled arms, his broad shoulders. Ugwu had imagined an older man, somebody frail, and now he felt a sudden fear that he might not please this master, who looked so youthfully capable, who looked as if he needed nothing. Ugwusa. Ugwu. And you've come from Abuba. From Opi, sir. You could be anything from twelve to thirty. Master narrowed his eyes. Probably thirteen. He said thirteen in English. Yes, sir. Master turned back to his book. Ugwu stood there. Master flipped past some pages and looked up. Ngwa, go to the kitchen. There should be something you can eat in the fridge. Yes, sir. Ugwu entered the kitchen cautiously, placing one foot slowly after the other. When he saw the white thing, almost as tall as he was, he knew it was the fridge. His auntie had told him about it. A cold barn, she had said, that kept food from going off. He opened it and gasped as the cool air rushed into his face. Oranges, bread, beer, soft drinks... Many things in packets and cans were arranged on different levels, and, at the top, a roasted, shimmering chicken, whole but for a leg. Ugwu reached out and touched the chicken. The fridge breathed heavily in his ears. He touched the chicken again and licked his finger, before he yanked the other leg off, eating it until he had only the cracked, sucked pieces of bones left in his hand. Next. He broke off some bread, a chunk that he would have been excited to share with his siblings if a relative had visited and bought it as a gift. He ate quickly, before Master could come in and change his mind. He had finished eating, and was standing by the sink, trying to remember what his auntie had told him about opening it, to have water gush out like a spring, when Master walked in. What is it? Master asked. Sir? Ugwu gestured to the sink. Master came over and turned the metal tap. You should look around the house and put your bag in the first room on the corridor. I'm going for a walk to clear my head. Inugo? Yes, sir. Ugwu watched him leave through the back door. He was not tall. His walk was brisk, energetic, and he looked like Eziago the man who held the wrestling record in Ugwu's village. Ugwu turned off the tap, turned it on again, then off, laughing at the magic of the running water and the chicken and bread that lay balmy in his stomach. He went past the living room and into the corridor. There were books piled on the shelves and tables in three bedrooms, on the sink and cabinets in the bathroom, stacked from floor to ceiling in the study and in the storeroom. Ugwu tried to read the titles, but most were too difficult. Non-parametric methods, an African survey, the great chain of being, the Norman impact upon England. He was examining the toilet, running his hand over the black plastic seat, when he heard Master's voice. Where are you, my good man? He said my good man in English. Ugwu dashed out to the living room. Yes, sir. What's your name again? Ugu, sir. Yes, Ugu. 
Look here. Nyanya. Do you know what that is? Master pointed, and Ugu looked at the metal box studded with dangerous-looking knobs. No, sir, Ugu said. It's a radiogram. It's new and very good. You have to be very careful around it. Very careful. You must never let water touch it. Yes, sir. I'm off to play tennis, and then I'll go on to the staff club. Master picked up a few books from the table. I may be back late, so get settled and have a rest. Yes, sir. After Ugu watched Master drive out of the compound, he went and stood beside the radiogram and looked at it carefully, without touching it. Then he walked around the house, touching books and curtains and furniture and plates, and when it got dark, he turned the light on and marvelled at how bright the bulb was, how it did not cast long shadows on the wall.